Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast, the podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here is your host, Angela Spears. Hello, and welcome to the Dream Living Podcast. This is your host and Dream Living Coach, Angela Spears, and I'm excited to welcome you to episode 10 of the podcast. So if you've been listening up to this point, you know we've been focused on the topic, how to live your best life in 2018, and it's really how to live your best life in general. Also, if you've been tuning in, I want to thank you for listening, but we've been focused more on life success. In my intro for the podcast, and even if you go back to episode one, I talk about my mission in life and the focus of this podcast It's really about helping people to achieve phenomenal results in their life, their career, and their business. And episodes one through nine have focused more on life success, but we don't want to ignore the career success area and business success. So I'm going to be talking more about career success on this episode and in future episodes, and we'll get to business success a little bit later in this series. So today's topic is really about how to have career success. It's really general. We'll get into more detailed and specific topics later on. So be sure to stay tuned. So in this episode, I'm going to give you four general tips for how to have career success. We'll dive into each of the four points in fairly good detail. But again, don't forget, this is a series One episode builds upon another, so be sure to stay tuned. So my four tips for uh, having career success are the first and most important is find a job where you can express your passion. This relates a little bit to topics I've shared in other episodes, but again, in life, you want to know your passion, but it should also uh, bleed into your career, for lack of better words, or overlap into your career. Your passion should be lived out every day in your personal life, in your career, and or your business. So find a job where you can express your passion. The second is to be a problem solver. And again, we'll talk about each of these points in detail. The third point goes without saying, be a great worker and have a great work ethic. And the fourth point is to establish a good working relationship with your boss. All right, so those are my four points. Let's start with the first point. Find a job where you can express your passion. Now, again, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but it's so important for you to understand what are you passionate about? What it is you like to do? What it what is it that you're really really good at? And once you identify that, it's going to be easier for you for you to identify a job where you can express that passion, whatever it is you're passionate about. So maybe you're passionate about solving problems. Maybe you're really good at facilitating or teaching. Maybe you're really good with data and analyzing numbers. It could be anything. But think about what you're good at and then consider careers where you can actually express that passion. I know that's what I did when I found my career. And again, I've probably shared in previous episodes, it didn't come right away. 
You know, when I was in high school, I did some research on different careers. I was really just exploring at, at that age. You know, I'm 16, 17 years old. I don't know what I want to do with my life at that point. So I'm looking at different careers. And what I found over the years is that I really love to teach. I really love to help people. So I, I found, you know, a certified financial planner sounded like an interesting career to me because it was a way that I could help people. So again, I started out in banking. I, you know, that that career path was going to help me to be a certified financial planner because I worked in the branches. I had clients and customers where I helped them to identify financial solutions to help them reach their financial goals, whether it's to buy a home, to start a business, uh, or to uh, meet personal loan needs. I really got a lot of value out of that experience. And it also supported my passion of helping people. However, (laughs) that was not the final career path for me. That was my first job right out of college. I was um, actually in a management training program at a bank, a major bank, where I explored a lot of different areas of the bank. And again, I chose the retail side of banking because I felt that would most help me to be a certified financial planner. But then I realized I hated sales. I hated the sales part of it, the pressure of it, because when you're in a branch, you have to meet sales goals all the time. And I felt like it was becoming more focused on sales than helping people. And I realized, gosh, I don't think I can do this long term. So I started to think about, okay, how can I express my passion of helping and teaching people? So I explored the learning and development industry. And I thought, you know, I think I really want to teach people, but I didn't want to be a school teacher. I knew that because my mom was a school teacher and I just observed the stresses of that career and I just knew that wasn't for me. But I thought teaching adults might be kind of cool. And there was a defining moment for me when when I worked at the bank, I was a assistant branch manager at this particular time. And my branch manager had me go and deliver a seminar at a retirement home (laughs) to talk about retirement planning and financial planning. Because, you know, you do that. Hopefully you can sell some mutual funds, annuities, et cetera, because I sold all those types of products at that time. And again, this is very early in my career, early in my early 20s. I was very young at the time. So I delivered this facilitation at this uh, senior home, you know, all older people. So, and here I am, very young person, delivering this seminar. And I, again, I had a defining moment where everybody in the audience stood up and clapped. And I thought, wow, this is so fulfilling. I'm helping people through education. And I got that immediate feedback or that immediate gratification that, wow, I made an impact on somebody. Something I said help these people or they wouldn't have stood up because remember it's a retirement home. So they all stood up, you know, and they had canes and gray hair and all of that. So I want you to get the full picture of this, but that's when I've realized this is my passion. My passion is to help people. And how can I transition in my career to express my passion um, where it's not in sales? So Then I thought about how can I teach other people finances, but I didn't go right there. And making a career transition can be very difficult. 
Uh, it actually took me a couple of years to get to where I wanted to be, but let me just kind of finish telling you the story. So I actually had a client come in to the bank one day and she's telling me they're hiring at this consulting firm, PricewaterhouseCoopers. I actually worked there for almost three years. And, um, you know, I got the interview and got the job. And there I got a lot of experience with all kinds of different things. Because if you've ever worked in management consulting, you can take on all kinds of different projects. And I did. And I learned a lot more about what I wanted to do. So what's the lesson in, in that story so far? Find a job where you can kind of explore and figure out what it is that you might want to do if you don't know. Because that was my experience. So I worked at um, PricewaterhouseCoopers for a couple of years, but I still had this drive to teach. And I tried to get on projects where I could um, design and develop training materials and facilitate. And I would get that experience here and there. But again, in management consulting, you can take on all kinds of different projects. But then I landed a job at the retirement system, State Teachers Retirement System of Ohio, which was perfect for me. Because what I did was I facilitated sessions for potential retirees, uh, retired teachers, or people who are about to retire. And I taught sessions throughout the state of Ohio. I lived in the state of Ohio at that time um, to talk about how to prepare for retirement. What are your retirement benefits going to look like when you're ready for retirement? We even did all kinds of fun um, teaching sessions where we had lights and it was like this big production and we had music in the background. It was really fun. And I, I was able to fulfill that passion of teaching and helping people. And it's funny how it connected to my finance and, and banking background. Then my career evolved. I still wanted to get more into learning and development. It took some time, like I said, and it was a journey. It took a couple of years to get there, like I said, but I ended up getting positions in instructional design and learning and development types type of positions. Then I ended up being a uh, leadership development manager. And then again, as my career evolved, I realized, wow, I'm really passionate about not only helping people, but I really love leadership development. I really love facilitation. I really love designing training. And that's where it's taken me. And right now I'm in a, a role where I, it's kind of marrying learning and development and talent management because I have an HR background as well. Um, but anyway, you, the point is, it took some time and I knew I discovered my passion. That's the first point to understand. I discovered my passion and I exposed myself to different experiences to help me figure out exactly what I wanted to do. So, and you know, I've had pretty good career success. I've been promoted over the years. I've worked for major Fortune 500 companies and I was recently promoted as well. So, um, find a job where you can express your passion. This is also important because studies have shown when you are in a job where you can express your passion, you have higher performance as an employee, you're more engaged, you get more out of it. Plus, again, if you're doing something you really enjoy doing, you're going to want to do it more. You're, you're, uh, repeating different behaviors over and over, which means you're getting better at it, which equates to high performance. So, you know, we all know if you're in a job you hate, you're probably not going to perform very well because you don't enjoy it. So it's important to find a job 
where you can express your passion. Then, so for some, that can lead to starting your own business. And we'll talk about that in the later part of the series, but um, just wanted to mention that, that can, it can lead to that. All right, so again, if you're doing something you're not passionate about, chances are you're not going to be excited about it and you're going to want to find something else. So first and foremost, find your passion, understand your passion, and then find something that will help you express that passion. So that's point number one. The second point is to be a problem solver. Why is this important? Because if you want to get more experiences within a company, if you want to even move up in a company, it's important to be a problem solver. You don't want to come to your boss with problems. You want to go to your boss saying, you know, I see this as a challenge for our team and this is a solution that I think could help. Um, Your boss will love you for that because one, one thing you're focused on solving problems. The second thing is you're helping them to look good by identifying challenges within the team and working on, well, how can we solve this problem? I know that's one of the things I did uh, to progress in my career, be a problem solver, think of innovative ideas that can help, and then you become an asset to your company, to your boss, and they're not going to want to easily get rid of you (laughs) or let you go. So I want you to think about this for those of you who are building your career, even starting your career. When is the last time you solved a problem for your current employer? Think about how you went about it. What made your idea successful? So evaluate that and then just continue on that path. Make it a habit because that way, again, you'll You'll be looked at for more opportunities within the company. Your name will come up when those opportunities come, and that is what you want. And that is a part of being visible. And we'll get into that topic in another episode, but solving problems is a way for you to stay visible. What do I mean when I say stay visible? I mean that when times are hard or good, you're, if you want your name to continue to come up in those conversations in a positive light. And the more that happens, the more likely you are going to be to be promoted and have other great opportunities at your company. The other thing is about problem solving is it helps you to get more experience under your belt. If you want to build your resume, you want to be able to tell what you contributed to your organization. So what is it that you contributed? Well, if you're solving problems, those are the types of things that you can put in your resume where if somebody's looking at your resume, they can say, wow, they did all of that. I want to hire that person. So I challenge you, if you are working for a company, think of new ways to cut costs, to save money or to save time or to be more efficient in your work or your department's work. And then also set a plan of action for when and how you will present your ideas to your boss or your company, because there's definitely an art to that. And of course, we'll get into that in future episodes. So what are some guidelines for solving problems? Brainstorm, you know, take a step back and think about what are some of the challenges that I personally experience? And then about, okay, what are potential solutions to this problem? Maybe even engage your team. Be proactive to say, this is a problem. What can we do to solve it? Again, your boss will love you for that. 
And again, instead of complaining about problems, think about solutions. Take the initiative is really the key here. That's that's another way we could say of being a problem solver is just taking the initiative and just doing something. I can think of an example of where I did that just this past week on my job. And then be creative. Think outside of the box. So those are my tips on being a problem solver. The third point I won't spend a lot of time on because it's pretty much table stakes and pretty obvious, but work hard. Work hard. Really grind. Especially if you are new on a job, you want to prove yourself. You want to come out of the gate having some very quick wins, if you will. If you, let's say you started a new job. Think about what are some quick wins I can get under my belt where I can you know, be a problem solver, demonstrate that I belong here, demonstrate that I'm a high performer. What are some quick wins you can get under your belt where your boss says, wow, this person was a great hire? Because of course, that's what you want your boss and others to say about you. So work hard, come up with some goals for, for your job. Uh, we've talked about goal setting in a previous episode. You should really have goals for every area of your life, your life, your relationships, your career. If you have a business, your business, what are your career goals? Think about that. You have a job. Do you want to be promoted? Do you want to even, it doesn't even have to be promoted at your same company. Do you want to be at the next level? Um, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What are you doing on a regular basis when it comes to those career goals? And again, like I've always said, be very, very specific in terms of your goals and knock them out of the park, achieve them. You know, what are your goals on your job? uh, Of course, this is something you want to talk to your boss about and have agreement on, but what do you want to have achieved by the end of the year at your job? Work hard, have a good work ethic, show up early, leave late, take the initiative, uh, solve problems. Those all go along with working hard, working hard. So the fourth point I want to mention is to establish a good relationship with your boss. Now, there's a lot of ways you can do this. This being a problem solver is one way. You can actually have a good relationship with your boss. But other ways you can think about this is really understand what is important to your boss. What are your boss's goals for the department? What are they focused on? What do they talk about all the time? Because whatever that is they talk about, that's probably what you should be focused on and helping them to accomplish. Okay. Ask questions of your boss. Never wait for someone to tell you anything. Ask. And some of this may seem very basic, but again, we're building a foundation. We're we're starting with this foundation and we're going to build upon it. Always clarify instructions to ensure that you understand. If a boss is sharing what they want you to do, I encourage you to repeat it back just to make sure you're on the same page with your boss. So that takes effective communication. Always be open to receive correction and guidance and advice. And I'll talk a little bit about how to receive feedback in another episode, but be open to receive that feedback because it's only going to help you elevate your career. Now, I know not all bosses mean or deliver things in a meaningful way, uh, but 
examine it and think about what's valid and, and what isn't. Of course, there's situations like that, but just at least consider it, especially if it's feedback you're getting on a regular basis. Always keep your boss in the know about what's going on, whether it's positive or negative. If there's something that's coming up that you you know, could make or break the team, make sure they have a heads up. Bosses never want to be blindsided about anything. Give them a heads up. And that goes back to having good communication with your boss. Be positive, be upbeat. Who wants to be around somebody who's drab and negative? So when you go to work, smile, speak, you know, be approachable, be nice. (laughs) Um, That's so important. That's going to help you to have a good relationship with your boss. It'll help. And again, I know every situation is different, but these are just general best practices. Be honest and open, you know, because the degree to which you trust or the degree to which your boss can trust you will have a heavy weight on how successful your relationship is with him or her. Communicate new ideas with your boss and be willing to implement them. So if you present a potential solution, maybe we should try that. A lot of times you boss might say, well, you just volunteered to do that. But why not? You know, step out there because I see that as an opportunity for you to grow. Even if you're in a job, maybe you don't necessarily enjoy. Think of those situations as opportunities to grow, get more experience under your belt for the next opportunity. Another thing is to admit when you're wrong, don't give excuses to your boss. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Just own up to it. Don't ever let it happen again. And I always say, I never have to learn the same lesson twice. So definitely apply that when it comes to your career. Another important point is learn how your boss wants to be communicated to. Um, Deliver information to them in in terms that are important to them. So let's say your boss is a straight to the point type of person. Just when you meet, you jump right into the topic. What's the main point? What's the solution in this story? If that's their communication style, adjust to that person's style. And it takes being very observant when it comes to effective communication. And I have found that part of my career success has been because I have been observant. I kind of see what makes people tick and what are their hot buttons? What is important to them? And I adjust my style accordingly. Another example might be your boss is real cheery and fun and personable and uh, outgoing. Well, when you walk into their office, if maybe you're the type who likes to jump right in and get right to business at hand, well, adjust your style and say, hey, how's it going? How was your weekend? How's it going? How's your family? Even if that's not your style, adjust your style accordingly. It's really only going to help you not only with your boss, but other uh, relationships um, with your team members as well. So communication, we'll probably spend a little bit more time on that topic in a future episode because that's a very important topic. As I mentioned, learn what's important to your boss. What are their priorities? Your priorities should definitely be their priorities and vice versa. And again, deliver information to them in terms that are important to them. Speak their language. So again, those are some basics to establishing a good relationship with your boss. 
Um, I'm trying to think if I can think of an example. I know my boss um, is very direct and to the point and um, moves very fast, moves very fast. I think that's probably the biggest thing I can say about my boss. So I have to move fast with my boss. (laughs) You know, I can't be overthinking things. I have to be able to just say, okay, I've got it. And this is what I'm going to have it done and execute. Um, so I have to adjust my style to my bosses because, and I, I have a similar style, so it's not very difficult for me, but there have been times when I've had to adjust my style to where I've had a boss who moved at a slower pace and it drove me nuts, but I had to adjust my style. All right. So this is the foundational episode on how to build career success. I hope this has been helpful to those of you who are grinding and doing your thing at um, your respective employers. Um, But anyway, drop me a note on my Facebook page, uh, Dream Living Coach. You can find me there. If there are different topics you want me to talk about, feel free to share that. Or you can leave a comment um, after each episode. Of course, you can join me in, on iTunes, um, Stitcher. I have to really think about all the ones I'm on, Spotify and others. You know, check me out. Continue listening. I really appreciate uh, my faithful listeners and feel free to share. And next time we'll continue to talk about this topic, uh, but just building on more specifics. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and stay tuned to the next episode. Bye. Bye.